All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. We're joined by Adam for Keyword News. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. <laughs> that was a very deep voice. Very... Are you trying to invent a character for yourself every day? You know, I, it does intrigue me, so keep yeah. it coming, yeah. I'd like to keep things fresh. Yeah. Uh, Sounded I'll be like one of those like movie trailer great. voices. Coming uh, to a cinema near you. Uh, first so. of all, cinema <laughs> near you. Oh, so theater near you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The many joys of working with an American. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the studio, Adam. Happy to be here. Is health wealth? <laughs> yes, and wealth is health. Okay. All right. Do you have any health tips that you live and swear by? Uh, do I have any health tips that I live and swear by? Mm. I drink plenty of water That's or water. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, a lot, actually. A lot of water. I think excessively. Staying hydrated, I think it's yeah. key, especially during the humidity. Yeah. Uh, In the summer months. I yeah. think that's kind of helped me mm. stay not ill for a while. All right, guys. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good preemptive uh, measure to, you know, prevent yeah. illness and stuff. I think so. And especially during this pandemic, I think we've tried to prioritize yeah. well, a general sense of well-being, haven't mm. we, on a personal level? Yeah. And so, yeah, staying hydrated. Stick yeah. to the basics. Yes. All right. Speaking of which, let's jump into our first keyword of the day. We're going to cover uh, the situation in South Korea as far as the pandemic goes. This is our first pick of the day. Resurgence. All right. So starting with the pandemic situation at home, daily cases are spiking again to concerning levels. So let's take a look at the latest. Yeah. So they're in four figures now. So Korea has confirmed over a thousand new cases. That's the first time in six months that number has been reached. Uh, This is mostly due to a resurgence in the Seoul metropolitan area. The cases seems to be concentrated Mm -hmm. in that area. Uh, The daily tally is expected to actually further rise when the daily total is announced this morning. Uh, By region, more than 85% were from the Greater Seoul area, so it is very concentrated. And considering half the population live Mm -hmm. in the Seoul metropolitan Mm -hmm. area, it is quite an alarming uh, number. Now, sporadic cluster infections continue to cause alarm as well. Several private English institutes in the Seoul metropolitan area have become the virus hotbed after students got infected from foreign teachers. That's after they had dinner in, uh, in Seoul. Uh, health authorities expressed concerns over the rising ratio of patients in their 20s and 30s, so the younger population. Mm. Particularly concerning because the vaccination program currently gives priority to the elderly population, medical workers and essential workforces. So uh, people like you and I, we're right. kind of last on the priority list. And, and we do move around a great deal. I mean, we're, we're yeah. economically very active. Exactly. So the fact that we're not vaccinated does not help the situation. Exactly. Uh, whether this kind of changes the priority list, in terms of vaccination, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, it is among the younger population. And also with the resurgence, uh, the Seoul Metropolitan Government is enforcing some restrictions as well. Uh, and the Han River Parks, it'll ban drinking every night between 10pm and 5am. That's starting today. Mm. I can't remember the last time I drank between 10pm and 5am. I was going to say, wasn't that the norm in the last year and a half? <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, so that curfew is enforced once mm. more. So that last big hurrah we saw yeah. across the Han River Park last night it Mm. might be a last one in a long while exactly Uh, and violations will be punishable with a fine of up to 100,001 and Mm. if a violation leads to a COVID-19 infection the city government plans to demand compensation for the related antivirus costs so Mm. just best stay away and not drink at Han River Pass and stick to the rules just the general rule of thumb is to tighten the reins a little bit I mean because of the resurgence Mm. all right on to our second keyword of the day 
Vaccine exchange. So Korea is set to get more Pfizer doses after an exchange deal with Israel. So this is slightly promising because the only way to combat, it seems, a mm. resurgence is to vaccinate as many people as possible in a short amount of time. Yeah, that's right. Korea is still awaiting some Pfizer doses. Right. So uh, this, uh, Korea is kind of in a desperate need for more vaccine shots. And uh, the 700,000 doses of the, the Pfizer vaccine actually arrived in Korea about uh, an hour ago. Mm. So they're already here. The KDCA says they will be used for inoculation starting next week, so they will be inoculated very soon. Korea will return the same number of Pfizer vaccine doses from a future order to Israel later, possibly between September and November. So they're trying to get an advance of the doses and they're going to give back the same amount, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the KDCA said the vaccine swap deal is the first of its kind. The Seoul government seeking to pursue uh, similar deals with other countries as well. Uh, the shots will mostly be used to inoculate virus-vulnerable groups in the wider Seoul area, so they're kind of going to be uh, concentrated in the capital region. Uh, the group includes employees in industries that have a high degree of contact with large numbers of people. That will be your uh, street cleaners and delivery workers, mm. uh, par- uh, couriers as well. Uh, the deal also comes after the Palestinian government backed out of the deal, mm. arguing that the doses were too close to the expiration date. So that caused a bit of alarm in Korea, saying, well, if they're not getting the deal because it's about to expire, <laughs> Why are we using it? But right. but the KDCA asserted that the vaccines are not the same products in that deal with the Palestinians mm. and uh, that the doses under the deal were properly stored mm. and they are safe to use. Mm. Uh, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said the win-win deal will help beat the pandemic together mm. and uh, hopefully more deals like this can come so we can have more vaccinations as quickly as possible. And mind you, the South Koreans do have a screening process to ensure that the vaccines are safe. And so right. it is also trusting that the South Korean government and its health authorities Mm. know what they're doing. Yeah. All right, on to our (laughs) third keyword of the day. Downpours. Okay, so this is something like we cannot help, uh, mm. just maybe better prepare. Heavy rain continues to pound these southern regions hard with reports of several casualties. And, mm. of course, mudslides were evident. Mm. Uh, so let's take a look at the, le- the latest. Mudslides, landslides. Uh, yeah, it's not looking very good, especially in the southern region. We've been kind of lucky in the, uh, up north in the, the Seoul metropolitan area. But, uh, yeah, mm. down south, it's not looking very good. Houses, farmland, they've all been flooded. Uh, power supply and train services have all been disrupted as well. Uh, authorities say at least two people have died as a result of the downpours. One was a woman in her 60s who was swept away from the floodwaters. Uh, that happened in the southwestern county of Henam. In Kwangyang, a, a landslide washed away two houses and destroyed another two, killing a resident in her 80s. Uh, so it seems to be the elderly population. Uh, temporary shelters have been set up in Kangjin and Chindo. Mm. Rescue operations are also being impeded by heavy rain, uh, mm. with many people stranded in their homes. Uh, a total of 12 roads were closed for public safety in South China province, Busan and Gwangju. Mm. Uh, Korea's weather agency forecasts more rain to continue in the region and southern resort island of Jeju. Uh, some areas are expected to receive around 50 millimeters to more than 500 millimeters per hour. Uh, and authorities are therefore urging the public to stay away from dangerous areas prone to landslides and flooding. So mm. it's best... I'd like to say it's best to stay home, but even those homes are at risk at the moment. So. Right, in which case you should evacuate to save yeah. for a higher ground in this yeah. case. Yeah, and there's been about 120 evacuations so far. So if there is a safe place that has been set up, a temporary shelter or mm-hmm. an evacuation centre, go there, mm-hmm. even if you're not uh, in danger yet, because mm-hmm. you could be soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the ra- the downpour is accompanied with strong gusts of winds, it seems like, right. this monsoon season. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like evacuation. And even for us in the capital region, we've been lucky so far 
far, but the yeah. monsoon rain is traveling up north. Exactly. So we should be better prepared yeah. too. Like, for example, I've you know taped down my windows. I haven't done that in a long time. Wow. Yeah, I, I am well prepared. Okay. I might <laughs> do the same. You should take notes. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> just, just, just you know, areas of the house that seemed a little too vulnerable for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah better well prepared. Yeah. On to our fourth keyword of the day. U.S.-China talks. Uh, Washington's appointment on North Korea. Sung Kim held phone talks with his Chinese counterpart to discuss North Korea. What did they exchange? Yeah, the U.S. State Department, they did confirm that the call between Kim and China's Liu Xiaoming took place. The department spokesman Ned Price later highlighted an important role China can play in addressing the North Korean nuclear issue. Uh, he stressed that the North's weapons programs were challenges that needed to be tackled with allies as well as with China. Uh, in the phone call, Liu reportedly emphasized the need to resolve the issue diplomatically. That's kind mm-hmm. of a sentiment the, the Chinese government has mm-hmm. had for a mm-hmm. while when it comes to North Korean issues. Uh, China's foreign ministry said Liu stressed the importance of the dual-track approach and the phased and synchronized principle in promoting the political settlement of the peninsula issues. Mm. And uh, Kim expressed hope that talks with North Korea can resume. He also expressed hope for improved inter-Korean relations as well. And Kim also seemed to be on the same page when it turn, uh, in terms of diplomatically kind of resolving the North Korean issue. All right. We'll leave it there for now. On to our fifth keyword of the day. Unyielding harshness. So a top U.S. official has lashed out at China for what he called Beijing's unyielding harsh dealings with Australia, particularly. Mm. Run us through the situation. Yeah, so, so yeah, the two nations have been uh, kind of at odds for a while mm. now, especially in recent months. And uh, Kurt Campbell, Joe Biden's uh, Indo-Pacific coordinator, said he would have expected China to have eased its bold diplomacy after Biden's inauguration. But instead, the superpower has ramped up its policy. He added that he does not foresee a thaw in tensions between uh, China and Australia anytime soon. He also said that the Biden administration was aware it had to dramatically step up its game in the Asia-Pacific in order to counter China's attempts to become the dominant diplomatic and economic power in the region. That's kind of in line with what Biden was saying in his uh, early days as president as well. He, he kind of targeted China a lot uh, in the early days. Kind of? of no. He, <laughs> I think he blatantly, blatantly targeted <laughs> yeah. China, sure. Yeah, and uh, this whole kind of uh, yeah. gathering of allies to, you know, beat China China and uh, right. yeah, kind of in, in Europe, in, particularly yeah. the Quad meetings. I don't right. think it was subtle, right? No, it's not subtle at all. It's very blatant. Yes, and uh, Campbell said he believed Australians should be settling in for the long haul mm-hmm. in terms of tensions mm-hmm. with China, even as the Morrison government tries to repair the relationship. Campbell told uh, the former Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, who is now the president of the Asia Society, that China's trade sanctions on Australian exports were an attempt to split Australia from the US. Uh, relations between Beijing and Canberra uh, plummeted last year after mm. Australia called for an international inquiry into the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic mm. and introduced foreign interference legislation that triggered trade reprisals from mm. China targeting uh, Australian exports. Um, kind of similar stuff that we've seen between China and Korea as well. Sure. Remember the whole K-culture, K-pop kind of uh, embargoes and uh, boycotts and, and restrictions and stuff that Especially we saw. Especially in the aftermath of THAAD. Mm. And I can never forget that because the repercussions were so big for the yeah. culture sector, right? Mm. And so, I mean, a lot does hang in the balance. It's mm. not crystal clear as the mm. United States wants it to be. But anyhow, mm. that's the latest between China-Australia relations. Mm-hmm. On to our last keyword of the day. 
Population decline. So there's more government data showing Korea's population uh, continuing to decline. This is an issue the country has been suffering from for a while now, with, frankly speaking, no viable solution in sight. What's the latest? Yeah, there's certainly worrying numbers indeed. Uh, The Interior Ministry data shows that as of the end of June, the nation's registered population stood at 51,672,400. That's down 0.06% compared to the figure at the end of March. I know that's not really much of a big percentage drop, but uh, Mm. in terms of population, it is. Sure. Uh, The latest census number marks the second consecutive quarterly drop. Uh, Korea's population shrank for the first time last year, in fact, and the downward trend has continued in the first six months of this year. Uh, While the total number of households reached a record high, the size of each family dwindled, with the average number of household members hitting an all-time low of 2.2. Now, the number of households rose to a record 23.2 million as of the second quarter, as more people chose to live alone. So single-person households are households as well. And if there is a couple living together, for example, Mm. they might refrain from having a kid. That's right. Uh, And single-person households actually make up nearly 40% of the total, so that's quite a big chunk. Mm. Uh, And the median age of the country's population stood at 43.4 years Mm. as of the end of June. Mm. Uh, Korea has kind of had this problem of an ageing society as well. That's also been a a low birth rate and those kind of concerns. Exactly. officially an aged society within that tier and I I guess in trying to go forward I mean sure the South Korean government tried to encourage people to have traditional families and have children but it seems like none of those little pushes here and there Hmm. technically help the matter. That's right. And the ministry uh, says the problem of a rapidly aging population is more pronounced in provincial areas, of mm. course, because mm. younger people tend to go towards the capital and Seoul mm. and uh, larger cities, like Busan as well, mm. uh, to seek out better career prospects. Sure. Uh, The ministry said that if the current pace continues, people in their 50s and older will account for half of the population in 10 years. Mm. And, um, yeah, and a lot of young people also go abroad as well to work. And uh, a lot of the older population tend to stay in the countryside and uh, Mm. in the country at that as well. Which would mean that we would essentially have to outsource those Mm. rural jobs too. Uh, But anyhow, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. So far, I think daunting numbers is what the latest headline is all about. Yeah. All right, Adam, thank you for giving us more homework. (laughs) You're very welcome. Doesn't the news cycle feel that way sometimes? It's like, it's not the solution, but we acknowledge that there's a problem and we try to figure out, okay, what's next? Yeah, I mean, you can only Mm. solve a problem when you know there's a problem in the first place, right? Thank you for that. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.